This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little dill pickle-flavored sunflower seeds. It's me, Allison. And yes, dill pickle-flavored sunflower seeds are a real thing. I saw them the other day, and I saw the bag, and I and I picked it up, and I smelled it. And I couldn't smell anything dill from the bag. I, I don't think I would enjoy that. I don't enjoy sunflower seeds that are in the hull. Uh, or is it husk? You know, because I feel like, hey, I'm not a parrot. I don't want to have to crack that thing open and... Are you injecting it with dill? I don't know. Um, But the reason I'm calling you guys carbs is because, as you'll remember last week, there's been a hue and cry over the fact that I tried to call you guys office supplies, and uh, then I tried to call you guys meat, well, other way around. And more people want to be called carbs, so I'm, I'm going back. I've listened. I'm responding to the listeners. That's you guys, people. Whom I love. And also, speaking of hue and cry, we got a puppy this weekend. (laughs) Thank you, Gary. (laughs) I'm very happy for you. I'm happy too. But I – people had said that it's exhausting. I don't think I really understood. Like I had a moment last night where I said to Daniel, I feel overwhelmed because I just suddenly have this feeling of, oh, my God, this is never going to end. This – responsibility. Like I will never be able to not feel responsible for this little being. Now, granted, when he grows up or even when he just gets housebroken, it'll be a whole different story. But right now, at all times, I feel like there's like a pot on the stove is about to boil over and that's his bowels. Um, Also, we took him to the vet for not his first time at the vet, but our first time taking him. And he's very little, and they took his temperature, and you probably know where this is going, but they, I, I had to hold him and hold him tight and hold him close to me while they stuck a little thermometer up his tiny little butt, and he cried and cried, and not just like, a, oh, like I did when I had to have a rectal exam. That's, that's old news. Not just like, a, oh, it was like, like he, he kept crying, and it was so traumatic for me. He seems okay, but it's taken me a while to get over. And then it made me realize, wow, it must be awful to take your little kids to the vet. But really, it must be awful to take your kids to the pediatrician uh, because, because they don't understand why this thing that's happening to them hurts. And yet, if you're a good parent, you take them. I don't know. A lot of people have said to me, like my mom, um, this whole puppy thing is good experience for having a baby. But if anything, I think it's made me realize, wow, I'm going to have to crate train a baby. So you guys, um, I think we have an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Wait, I realized I have two more things to say. One more. The first one. We still have not named the puppy. We're now choosing between Tony, Oliver, Simon, and Linus. So let me know what you guys think, although hopefully we will have settled on one by the time you hear this because Daniel's like, we just need to pick one and go with it. We just need to pick one. And the more he says we just need to pick one, the more I'm like, wait, what about this? What about this? What about this? So I'm an asshole. I'll admit that. And also, Gary, I realized... I think we have hit is it was Monday's show the year anniversary because based on the episode numbers this is episode 53 so we've done 52 52 is a year anyway happy anniversary to us yay absolutely yay woo and by the way I think Linus sounds like a private school dog too you had voiced concern. That uh, no, Oliver, I thought Oliver sounded like a private school dog. I think Linus does as well. Oh, oh, you agree that Oliver does? Yeah. Okay. No, I, you know, I think they both kind of do, but I don't think that's a bad thing. What Listen, does Simon sound like? Just a nerd? Val Kilmer in that movie, uh, The Saint. Oh, I'm a Val Kilmer fan and I didn't see The Saint. It's a good movie. Underrated. But I want to name my dog after his character in it? You could. Okay. But then again, in that movie, his character doesn't really have a name. See, we've actually been calling... Sorry, Daniel. We've actually been referring to him as the Snuggly. (laughs) Like, oh, I can't wait till the Snuggly gets here. That's before he got here. And 
Now we just call him the baby. But I was like, well, how about how about Snuggly? And then that got vetoed. And it is silly. Maybe Oliver. I don't know. I'm apparently I'm bad at naming stuff. Uh, anyway, also I'm sorry that I yeah and wooed so many times in your guys' ears. That couldn't have been pleasant to listen to. I was just trying to congratulate us on our year. Much like how you have to like yeah and woo or just say good dog and calm a sort of energy when your dog actually you know pees in the right place and whatnot. So I uh, my brain is scrambled because I've read too many dog books. It's sort of like my brain was scrambled when I'd read too many dating books. I should have just read dog books. Okay, back to our comment. All right, our iTunes comment this week uh, comes from With Love from Georgia, and it's titled, Shh, Don't Tell Adam. <laughs> Thank you for acting out the shh. I guess there's no other way to do it. There's really not. No. I can thank my boyfriend in a roundabout way for getting me into Allison Rosen. He absolutely loves Adam Carolla's podcast, so I began listening to the Adam Carolla show. Reed was forced to begin listening to the Adam Carolla show, and would listen mostly while driving long hours from my job that requires frequent travel. I finally realized that my favorite part of ACS was Allison Rosen's news segments, thank and I was you. more than ecstatic to find that Allison had a program of her own. I may or may not love her show more than Adam's. Shh. Don't tell him or the boyfriend. I absolutely love listening to her interviews and learning so much about great comedians, writers, entertainers, etc. My favorite part of the show is just me or everyone because I've thought the same thing my whole life. <laughs> it's nice to find out that I'm not alone. Anyway, just wanted to say how much I enjoy what you do, Allison. You make my long drives to the depths of South Georgia much more bearable. Thank you. Thank you for that really, really, really nice comment. That was very sweet, and I'm glad that you enjoy Just Me or Everyone because that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you say, yes, I'm not alone. I'm not a freak, even though most of mine, my own personal Just Me or Everyone's, turns out I am a freak. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, if you want your comment to potentially, I was going to say perhaps and potentially at the same time, potentially, perhaps, now, potentially, uh, be an iTunes comment of the week. Just leave us a comment and um, click five stars. That's our favorite number. And then uh, maybe we'll read it. Okay. It might be time for a fan phone call. On a fan, fan phone call. Allison wants to thank you all. On a fan, fan phone call. We will be calling Will. have reached the Sprint voicemail box of... Hey, Will. It's Allison Rosen from the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend podcast. We're calling you as part of the fan phone call segment. But alas, you did not take our call. How is that supposed to make us feel? Not very good. Actually, I feel okay about it um, because I figure you probably didn't know we were going to call. Anyway, um, this could have been a pretty exciting night. For all parties involved, but instead, it's just a wash. Thanks, Will. Thanks for listening. And tell your friends. Okay, bye. Well, this this happens sometimes. You know, as all of that was happening, I was thinking, what I really want to say about the fact that it may or may not be our year anniversary, and by the way, my not quite knowing what's going on in terms of the date is not unlike how I never know exactly what's going on with my period and I'm always surprised when it comes and then I'm like I should have predicted that it's about between 23 and 28 days later uh what I wanted to say about that was thank you guys so much for listening and for making this show so fun for Gary and me to do for a year now because if we didn't have the interaction and the feedback and just feeling like this show is um you know, being listened to and that people appreciate it, then we probably would have hung up our hats a long time ago. But instead, we're still uh, wearing hats. Yeah, yeah I'll second that. Thank you, guys, so much. Yeah, it's, you're awesome. It's it's really, it's great. We get your emails and your tweets, and it's it's yeah. super, it's really nice. And actually, to be ultra sincere, I was telling someone recently that it's kind of amazing. The thing I've discovered on this show is that the more... I just say what I feel and am just myself, the better the reaction is. And I don't even know if I would have known that was possible because I feel like so much of not just show business, but just so much of 
life is feeling like you have to be a certain way in order to get a certain reaction. And, you know, you could just be completely off the cuff or you could try a little harder to come across a certain way. But here, the more I just strip away the artifice and just say these things that I don't I didn't think I would ever really feel comfortable saying in front of anyone. The more I do that, the uh, the better I feel. And I hear from people that they feel comforted by that, too. So, yay, let's all just uh, say the most personal, embarrassing shit. That's the world that I would like to live in. This is going to be a sudden segue. Let me tell you guys about my friends over at GoToMeeting. We love GoToMeeting from Citrix. Um, In this day and age, you have colleagues who are working in different places. And not only that, even if you're in the same town, do you really want to have to get together in the office to have a meeting? No. Offices have, have old office smell or even new office smell. The point is you're breathing in Berber and you don't need that when you can have the same kind of meeting with the same kind of interaction and contact on your computer from the comfort of wherever you are. You could be in a coffee house, you could be in a hot tub, you could be in a cold tub, you could be in a conga line, you could be at a Lamaze class, especially if you're pregnant. You could be having a baby although that's going to show in, that's that's going to show in your face so that would be one time well no you know what there's never a time not to use go to meeting um, and the thing is when you you know unlike just having a meeting on the phone where you can't see the person's face and so you can't really tell if they're disinterested if they're rolling their eyes if they're chewing on their pen etc when you're having to go to meeting you totally can see that and that helps you because you can read their body language and then you're building a greater connection and there's more information there. It's easy to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using a Mac, PC, your iPhone or tablet. You can even host a meeting from your iPad, which is great. And you can collaborate on documents. You can give other people control of your screen. It's really it's amazing what you can do with this product. Start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. My listeners, that's you guys can try it free for 30 days with this for this special offer. Visit gotomeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button and use the promo code Allison. That's go to meeting.com, promo code Allison. Try it free today. Also, you guys, Valentine's Day is today. It is today. Did you mess it up? I feel like you might have. And you don't want to mess it up again. In fact, you might want to score a few points. And here's how. Here's how to get your lady to think you're a hero and spice things up in the bedroom said before, no one wants an unspicy bedroom. Go to bettersex.com and learn how to dramatically improve your sex life and make sex fun. Bettersex.com has thousands of items to add pleasure to your love life, including adult toys, vibrators, sexual solutions, as well as sex ed and adult DVDs, all backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. 100% satisfaction. Guaranteed. That is nothing to take lightly. You can even check out bettersex.com to learn techniques that will rock your partner's world. Bettersex.com has everything you need for fun sex. And if you enter friend at checkout, friend, because I'm Allison Rosen, your new best friend, you'll save 50% off any one item, get three free erotic videos and free shipping. There's also expert advice brought to you by the Sinclair Institute, America's trusted leader in sexual health, with a slogan like more sex, better sex, more often. It's my slogan as well. It kind of says it all. So get to bettersex.com today, enter friend at checkout, and you'll save 50% off any one item, get three free videos and free shipping. And it's it says a lot if you put in the effort and the time to try to spice up your sex life. Uh, I can say, as a woman, that uh, we appreciate that. It shows that you care and that you're thinking thinking about all levels of the relationship or of the yeah, of the relationship. That, that's, I'm going with that. That's bettersex.com. Enter the friend at checkout. It's a great deal. You'll turn your love life into a fun and deliciously wicked ride. The one you've always wanted. Because great lovers are made, not born. All right. Welcome to part two of my interview with Dr. Drew. Already gotten a lot of really good feedback on part one. I really enjoyed sitting down and talking with Dr. Drew. I think you guys know how much I love him. So... Here we go. Here's the episode. 
I hope you enjoy it. Um, oh, and don't forget if you if you have a dollar ninety nine burning hole in your pocket and you want a little bit more, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. There's a bonus episode recorded live from LA Podfest with Doug Benson and Greg Proops, and that is available in the comedy album section of the iTunes Store. I love you guys. Allison. I have the thing where, like, I'm in a room, someone's in a bad mood in this room or work environment, and I'm not even talking to them, and I am in, I wonder if we're going to drive people crazy with this podcast, our podcast together, if we'll be irritating or well-received. I would imagine it'll be a hit. (laughs) Super well-received. It's really interesting. Yeah. Or we'll drive drive some people crazy. Um, No, I think Allison's right. (laughs) Super well-received, yeah? Super well-received. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is possibly the best episode ever. <laughs> it probably is. Um, yeah. So I'm not even. I don't even have to give them my. You don't Dr. say Drew, Compassionate face because I'm not even relating to them. I'm just over here in the corner. Yeah. Urinating on my leg because I'm yeah. uncomfortable yeah, because yeah. there's there's bad energy in the room and mm. I feel and does anyone I need to fix it or I need to yeah. blah, blah blah or yeah. like I you know I mean. Ugh. But it's I'm your, exhausted it's, hearing but myself. Just remember, but remember, it's. Y- y- B- bad, ag- it's my problem. I am aware of that. Yeah, yeah, but you're, you're, we're starting to get to an area where, see, because this is the, f- the feeling area, and so language doesn't isn't very suitable to this. But let's try it. You're talking about bad energy, which I'm experiencing hearing you talk about it. You're really talking about aggression. Yeah, and, and aggression is different than somebody's in a negative feeling state. Aggression is something coming like you're right. You're afraid it's going to come at you. So you're yes. really talking. About, I'm afraid. Which yeah. is – that's different. That's do something to protect yourself. Go ahead. It's OK to get out of the way of aggression and, and somebody who feels aggressive and that kind of thing. That's OK. Mm-hmm. And nor do you have to make them not be aggressive or try to fix them. But if the other hand, if somebody is feeling sad and agitated, you can appreciate that. You can, yes. They're hard to differentiate those things. Well, it is and it's also that sometimes people's sadness or – Stress is expressed as but that, that's that's right. The uh, as so if you can so if you can right so if you can get the real feeling reflected back, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But don't be don't be afraid of getting out of the way of inappropriate aggression and that kind of thing. Oh, I do, but it's let me ask something. I just would like it to not affect me at all. Does it does it take the wind out of your sails? Does it make you makes some, me do, you know earlier off air we were talking about do I do I suffer depression? Yeah. And it makes me depressed. Well, I'm experiencing talking to you about it that it, it I feel deflated, like yeah. it, like like it's suck, sucking the air out of the room. Yes, and that's an in, that's not me. That's you because I don't have that reaction. No, I, I, and that's interesting. Oh, you, you don't have that reaction no, to to aggressive that, people. Yeah, you just look at that. I don't know what that is, but it, that's a unique Allison reaction. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, really, it really feels like. Like if there were a hole Let in the in, ground yeah. and we all got sucked into it, you you go right down into that as it's, soon as somebody gets aggressive. I don't know what that is, but it is Dad. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean it's it's the difference between waking up in a good mood versus Dad waking up feeling just screams like screams dad at me. I see dad in letters in your forehead. <laughs> That's good because um you know, mirror image would be the, the oh no, Still the not. same word, basically. Yeah, I'd basically. I'd read it as dad anyway. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the confusion. It's the confusion of Oh, because so much energy. It's so much energy to fight him. But it's yeah. also oh. but I love I'm I love this person, I think. I know, but it's the but energy he loves me, and it's but sucking yes. me down in this vortex. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm depressed. I hate when words don't match the Do you energy. hate me for bringing this up? No, no, no. Think about it. No, I don't. Okay. I swear. I feel it. You I'm feel like I you. hate you? No, not me really, but okay. for bringing this out. Um, no, I, I don't think I do. You need more permission to have negative feelings around people. It's okay. I know. It's okay. Look, now I feel like I'm almost going to cry. God damn you, Dr. It, it Drew. Really, you're so good at what you do. It, damn it. it. It really is okay. I, I, I'll survive it and <sighs> I accept it and you can feel that way and we'll walk away and still be friends. See, my parents, if you ever experienced an emotion 
that made them feel bad. Yeah, that's their narcissism. It was your fault. Right, they're wounded. Yeah. They're wounded It was by somehow, it. like if I were to be like. Yeah, you're managing narcissists Dad, all the time. This, this makes and, me feel this way. Well, let me get, take it another la- okay. layer, which is not only would they do that consciously to you, subconsciously the kid knows behind that is a, a pain that you have to manage and protect them from. Oh, yeah. Well, now, now what are you going to do? Now they, they tell you it's your fault and you feel responsible to protect them from their own wounds. Yeah. Where the fuck are you going to grow up? Where's, where's your kid going to flourish? Yeah, I know. I had a lot of that stuff. Mm. A lot of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think that's – I used to have a dream. One of my bad dreams was my yeah. parents became babies right in front of me. And I was like taking care of them. And they were babies. And I was like five. Yeah. It's like <gasps> – it's overwhelming. It's panicking. Right. And you kids cannot be responsible for their parents' wounds. Mm-hmm. And, it overwhelms and, them. And then – Now, by the way, I feel the whole – Yeah. Like we're going up an elevator. You know, periodically when the rules would change and now now they're the parents again and I'm just a kid, that's when I would experience rage. Like, oh, you do not – like I remember they were having a, a peephole put in the door hmm. um, and – You're not the boss of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted them to put it so that I could – at, at five-year-old height yeah and they wouldn't and i could not i felt like this like i've never been so disrespected how how yeah i I mean it just it was a good day dad (laughs) i was so i just couldn't believe i felt it was a betrayal it was a betrayal because we're all equals i mean that's how they had you know accidentally made me feel right they didn't acknowledge you as a five-year-old oh they did not acknowledge me as a child, right, except right. occasionally when the when it'd be like because we're the parents. That's why, and I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> what?" <laughs> you know, I mean, ugh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of a lot of enmeshment and responsibility. But see, Adam likes us for being like this, apparently. Cause, well, cause where we are you? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> no, I know he likes you, and I, I no, know I, he, he likes being around people that. that are you, oh, are, are we his symptom way. bearers? What do you mean by that? I mean, do we experience the emotions that he can't? Well, we're on the opposite end of a spectrum from him. Yeah. But probably the same spectrum. It's probably a narcissistic spectrum. I did take your quiz and I scored quite low. The narcissism thing. Hmm. Quiz. I was like 13. Yeah, I was like a 15 or 16. Right. Or so. I don't know. It, it I, could be. I don't know. Well, and we and remind you, we were looking for people more like him. You know what I mean? We're, In- we were looking for narcissist narcissists. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? More yeah. classically, right? Right. You know, you notice in the DSM five, it doesn't include people like us, right? And yet, I do think we're on the same end of, the, of, a, of a spectrum. I mean, I spend time worrying. Could I? God, is it? Could I be a narcissist? Am I? Like, I don't. Am I? It's da, what, da, it's but what, that that's a narcissistic fear, probably. That, that's right. It's a self preoccupation. Yeah. I, James Masterson used to call it a closet narcissist. It's like the anti-narcissist, but right. still a self thing. Yeah, uh, therapy do, does wonders. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I'm, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. You said that you're a therapy junkie. I went for therapy for eleven years. Oh, you're not in it anymore. No, I keep guy. My therapist became a psychoanalyst, and I have this fantasy I'm going to go back and do psychoanalysis with her. Mm-hmm. But I don't have time for it. I just can't do it. Can't right. It. It, like when I'm sixty, I'll go back and do it. And I, I was listening to the episode of your show with Simone. Um, is it BN? Yeah. Saying that right? Uh, and you said that you think that a therapist should say nothing, mm-hmm. but should just be asking questions to get clarity. Are you not um... really good therapy? Is that attunement thing we were just talking about? It's just her, the therapist, being an antenna, mm-hmm. and then reflecting back some signal that goes into your right brain, not your left brain. Left brain gets words. Right brain gets bodily based signals. That signal appreciation, containment, attunement, it's creating an emotional space. So kind of like being the good parent to you in a mirroring L- way? Not, you know, we think about mirroring, get my brain in the book about this, we think about mirroring differently these days, but yes, like a container, like mm-hmm. a, a nurturing environment. Um, for, for, particularly I've... for our injuries. Yeah. The kind of stuff we deal with. And particularly for our, you know, we have these stupid intellects that get in the way. We do have giant mm. intellects. <laughs> It's amazing I can hold my head up. Um, well, what what kind of therapist would it be that would do that? Emotionally focused therapist. Listen to the, listen to the podcast I did with Sue Johnson. Okay. Right, Gary. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm gonna let people know when that comes out. Okay. Good. Is she the sex doctor? No, 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 no. This is this is totally different. Totally different person. 
But there is a Sue Johnson. There's that Sue I'm Johnson. She's yeah, like yeah, Australian yeah. and she's has a, those... She's a Canadian nurse. Yeah, this is Sue Johnson and Lisa Palmer Olson. Yeah. It's uh, episode 15 of the Dr. Drew podcast, and it coincidentally comes out on February 15th. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, go the uh, seriously, seriously listen to that. I think, I think okay. that one gives you a – we get into yeah. great detail about that kind of therapy. Because I was actually just talking about the fact that um, I, I – go back and forth with therapists like i've had cognitive therapists yeah um, and, and here's the yeah cognitive behavioral therapy is the new thing it's the new it it therapist that was, that, that's interesting because that was my first therapist so then i went yeah. to it in a different direction but I, yeah i don't it, that's you're not shit, down with it i'm not i it works and it, it it is good for many people and i i have a guy actually I, when's brandon cox dogsdale I, I have a guy that was severe sociopath criminal and did sort of cognitive behavioral therapy on himself and had massive personality change and then went to a therapist and did more of it. And that was where I started gaining at least a faith in CBT. Yeah. Brandon Stogsville is the episode before that, episode 14, 14 that comes out on February 13th. Yeah. He he is in a miraculous story. And um, so I believe it works. I just don't don't believe it's for everybody. I certainly think for the codependent Yeah, because that's the thing like is that us, I uh-huh. – some- do putting putting me in a in more intellectual material, right. more cognitive material? No. Well, no see, way. sometimes I do just need like here's this situation. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, Help sometimes me with sometimes like, there's sometimes it's tools. Yes, yeah, sometimes there are psychological facts. Like in these circumstances, what's you know what? How should a human behave? Yeah. What's likely to yeah. happen when yeah. I behave a certain yeah. way? You know, what's the objective data to give us the best choice? Absolutely, hundred percent. Those things happen one out of a million, right? As opposed to I just rebuilding need to talk about this thing that happened a long time ago. Yeah, rebuilding our emotional landscape—that's a really different thing. Mm-hmm. Rehooking up, you know, trauma. I'm really—I think trauma therapies are best through EFTs, emotionally focused therapies, or some very highly specific trauma therapy. Where do you stand on EMDR? I think it can be very good because I my the cognitive therapist I went to this years ago. Mm. Want, you know, had me do that a few times. For people who don't know, it's eye movement. What's EM? I can never remember. Yeah. something. I don't know. It's it's similar. It's in the the uh, but, realm but, of hypnosis. But, it did nothing. I, I couldn't. I mean, well, I couldn't get past wanting to laugh. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, it's because really good EMDR should be like an emotionally focused therapy, and it doesn't sound like your person was sort of skilled that way. Perhaps not. they were more in a sort of cognitive frame. Yeah, which is good for some people. That that's the hard part about picking therapists and stuff. I, I've done multiple podcasts on just trying to right. help people navigate those it's, waters. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, most insurances cover five episodes, five you know right. visits anyway. So you're only going to be able to do CBT, right? And I think that I probably have trouble speaking on an, staying in the emotional level because I will intellectualize pretty quickly in that room. I would go into therapy sometimes and go into a fugue state and wow. not speak for forty minutes and just sit there. I don't know what I did. Time would collapse. I would just – and finally she would just go, okay, that's your time. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? What happened? What just happened? I'd like wake up. Like what the hell just happened? And I'd, I would fall into those pits. And I believe my own belief is that most people with, have, with trauma have traumatic dead spots. I've, I've dropped into them with patients before. And if you can tolerate moving in and out of them, they shrink. And they, and they do tend to be a source of anxiety I think. Um, traumatic dead spots. Yeah, what, what does that what does that mean? Like these places, these emotional places that you can't get at by yourself, but in a really safe mart, you'll sort of fall into them periodically. Oh, and, like a and, fainting goat, like you're just but, out. Yeah, it's a weird spot, and it's and if you can get in and out of it, you can sort of master it and wire it out, and it goes away. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like those don't. I feel like I don't have those anymore. Wow. And I, and I think they create feelings of emptiness, and I think I did have some of that. Do you ever wish you were still in therapy? Occasionally, okay, not right now. Mm-hmm. I think if I really wished I were, I'd be in it. Yeah. So, how did you meet your wife? Radio. Met the right, and and I had one of those oh my god experiences with her. Oh, I had it twice. You know, here's a weird experience. Okay. How are we doing on time? We're okay. Okay. We're good. Because um, these stories are long. Uh, my second year of medical school, I went down to Laguna mm-hmm. and held up in a. My parents had a little condo down there then. We held up and studied for two weeks straight for our boards. We have, you have a first set of boards after your second year of medical school. And we studied our ass off. We, and the, the guy and I was down there. We, we almost like killed our, each other. We got started getting so <laughs> agitated and sick of each other. And we go, we're going to go out tonight. We're going to go out. Let's go to Newport. And we went to a place called McCormick's Landing. Remember McCormick's Landing? Yeah. Over by the airport? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
And uh, we went down to the bar. The bar was, I think, downstairs, remember, right? And uh, there was a fashion show going on. And this woman was, like, announcing the fashion show. And I was like, <gasps> I took my breath away. I got to talk to that girl. I gotta talk. <laughs> I, and, I don't, and I don't really get that. It was, like, a weird experience for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went over and tried to talk to her. And she just blew me off so badly. We ha- I had to leave. She's like, Charlotte's like, was wow. brutal. Devastating. Devastating. I was like, let's get out of here. Fuck, this is like ridiculous. Didn't think any more of it. Used to that. And, <laughs> uh, and um, fast forward. Were you not popular with ladies growing up? No. I had a girlfriend for many years in high school and then college, zero. Like really nothing going on. And then after that, like when I started getting confidence again, I was going to medical school. I had like a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And my depression had lifted, by the way. Um, got better. Okay. Got better. Um, went on a little bit of a rampage too. Like I was mad at women too for a while. Like, like, right. So, so you were going to get them back with well, your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it was that explicit. But I was like not very caring. Not very – yeah. Okay. Certainly wasn't looking for a relationship. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But now fast forward four, six years. No, no, two years. It's the end of medical school. And um, uh, Susan was working with the promotions team there and stuff. And I, and I met her again and had that same experience. She was doing the same thing with like the bikini models and stuff at K-Rock. And I was like, oh, I got to talk to this woman. I just the same feeling. I got to talk to I – I somehow got to – and we started talking. And she actually came on Loveline as sort of a guest one night. And uh, – and there was just something about her, and I was like, I was like, I, I did something I've never done before since. I went up to her at the end of the day. I knew she had a boyfriend. I said, "Look, I know you have a boyfriend, and I'm not that guy. But should you ever leave the guy, I just want you to have my phone number. Just please call if, if you ever like, ballsy. Yeah, and it, but it was like not. I, I couldn't not do it. It was uh-huh. very strange. She called. We started dating. We're dating regularly for like a year, maybe two years. And I find a picture of that night from Costa Mesa, from Carmen Sanding. And I'm like, wait, were you there that night? I was like, oh, my God, that was you. I had no idea it was the same person. Did and she yet, have any memory of it? No, well, she remembers, yeah, brutally shooting down some, some <laughs> preppy dude with a pink shirt on. And, and, uh, and, but it was so weird that it was the exact same reaction, the exact same reaction. Uh, and uh, yeah. no, no, it meant something to me. Uh, because I've you... never had that before. Never really had that before. Right. And and strangely, we, uh, you know, as we started sharing notes and stuff, you know, our ancestry comes from the same part of Eastern Europe and stuff. There's some weird genetic calling there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what had what was your relationship history like before? You said you had a long term girlfriend. My but... girlfriend in high school and college and clingy, addictive kind of a thing I couldn't let go of. Oh, was I an awful boyfriend? And she you, was. A... You were clingy and addictive. Yeah. Yeah, and she tried to get out a few times. I wouldn't allow it. Oh, I feel bad for that. Um, then finally, finally, when I started gaining some autonomy, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm mm-hmm. done with being done with being mistreated because I'm being mistreated a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, did you bring anything unhealthy at the beginning to your relationship with with your wife, or were you? Uh, well, healthy? we no, not healthy. Neither of us. We were not ready. If we were on, off, on, off. We we just. Kind of treated each other like shit for a while, How but which which was sort of what people did in your twenties. That's what yeah. they do. I mean, yeah, you're trying to figure it out, and you're not feel safe. And but we always kind of like really were very intense together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember towards the about I don't know five four or five years in, she started really pushing. We got to get married. Got married. And I was not ready. And that was that we broke up for a year and a half after that. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of found our way back together. I was like, wait a Is minute. Is that when you went on your rampage? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I really believe men got to get the shit out of their system when they're in their 20s. They just, right. cause it, it, Semen particularly. It, that's their, their chi has got to be out. and Because you cannot let that affect your ability to stay in a relationship later. It's got to be just, okay, done and done. Ready are, for this. Are you saying you have to sow your seeds? Whatever that is, is that, for any given guy. You've just got to be clear that you're in the right place in life and done with the bullshit and ready to be with somebody. Yeah. Not – I think I can hang in. No. That, that is you're being irresponsible if you're having those kinds right. of thoughts. It's like I, I am like prepared. I'm fine. Um, and I was kind of in that mode then. And, and, and I was actually a little bit disappointed. Like, God, I'm just starting to feel like really like OK. I don't, but I'm like, eh, this is – and then it was like clear to me, we, this is there's something here. Really, this is like ridiculous. And then I started feeling guilty. 
from making her wait so long. Then mm-hmm. I mean, all the peers we were on and off, like, oh, for God's sakes, what's the matter with me? Was it hard for her to um, open her heart to you after that year? Like, was she upset that you had? No, I think uh, no. I think we were both grateful to be back, mm-hmm. and it just like made sense. It, it just was all everything was better then. Right. There was no. There was no resentments or anything. I don't think. Do you like what do you think it was that you responded so strongly? I don't to? know. Probably not healthiest things because mm-hmm. you know those kinds of intensity things are not. Right. But but I'm so see I'm it's I've it's a it's a mixed bag because I always advise people not to respond to intensity very much. Say, you got to be yeah. careful. If I were advising myself back then, I'd say, hey, whoa, whoa, watch out. But we but what we did the way it it can be also that kind of passion can be a source of great renewal. I mean, mm-hmm. it really keeps you together but you got to use mental health services everybody's got to have therapy yeah. got to have couples therapy the kids got to have you got you got to really be working on yourself or or it's just an expression of stuff that's not so good in you mm-hmm. does your workaholism if you would call it that whatever I you would call, call it that, that. okay it how does that, that impact your family well thankfully not so much in recent years because i got treatment that's really i think why susan sent me to treatment actually mm. i didn't tell you that story Mm-mm. Douglas had a brain surgery when he was one, and it was a terrible experience. It was really traumatic for us. What, what he had was... an arachnoid cyst, and then he had something called uh, posterior, posterior fossa syndrome afterwards. It was really intense. Yeah. And, you know, the kid's like a genius going to Vanderbilt, musical genius now, and, and whatever. And everything's fine. But then it was like you talk about a guy with an anxiety disorder in the middle of his workaholism. Then I, I don't know how she hung in with all the workaholism because mm-hmm. I would – Get up at five thirty in the morning and come back at ten o'clock at night. Right, so and she's there with three day. kids. Yeah. Well, mind you, they're one now, and so and so we were all in survival mode at that point. And she's like, she calls me one day. I'm at the hospital, blah, 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 and she goes, uh, "Honey, you need to see a therapist." And, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I need to. I really, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to it. I'm strong. I got one in mind." She goes, "No, no, you need to do this. Like, hey, hey, I'm putting you on notice. Do this or else." And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I was like, oh, "Got it." Made the call right then. And that was where I started therapy. I'm grateful for that. Wow. Yeah. And it made a difference. And then she had therapy. And then I, and I think and I think ultimately my sort of journey in therapy was forming a secure attachment, mm-hmm. like a really secure attachment to somebody. And because and that's a biological event, to, mm-hmm. you know, brains relating to each other. Right. And I think because of that uh, success making that attachment, I was able to translate that back to her and to the kids. And so all of our connectedness and our attachments became more secure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my work all isn't diminished and all that's good stuff. Um, here's a fairly frivolous relationship <laughs> question that does come up, though. Do you – what are your thoughts on the friend zone? And I'll, I'll tell you why I ask. My uh, boyfriend, at the beginning, I did not want to get into a relationship. I didn't think the time was right for me. I had just moved back here. My life was in turmoil. But I really – appreciated him and I felt this like magnetic yeah that thing draw yeah, yeah. It, that yeah exactly I just felt like this is different than anything I've ever felt before I feel it's it's I just feel warm and happy and I feel like he really sees me and gets me and I just want to be around him and but I don't but I'm, I'm not, not feeling yeah. that um that romantic thing yet mm. I'm not feeling the thing that in the past would have been like oh my god I have to use this huge crush on someone yeah, yeah. it wasn't that yeah. I didn't know what it was um and I know that when I would hug him to say goodbye, I began to like – the hugs became longer. Like I didn't want to let go. Um, and then there was one night where he told me – he just wanted to let me know how he felt. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I, I know you <laughs> – I didn't say that, but I, I didn't. I, I knew. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't that. No, 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 no. It wasn't that at all. But I did I, – it was just clear. Like I knew. Yeah. Um, and I explained that I am not – I just don't – like you got I'm, all up in your head. I'm yeah, not ready for this now. I'm, yeah, I'm busy. like you know, but but well, it's like I felt like it'd be <gasps> irresponsible for me to get into a relationship. Yeah, I get you know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, here, I don't believe in the friend zone, though. I believe that if two people are meant to be together, they will be. They will end up together. Yeah. But so that night when when we hugged to say goodbye, I don't. I still don't know how it happened, but it, I think like we we both turned our heads at the same time or something. I think he was actually going to give me a kiss on the cheek, but. We ended up kissing, and then we've been together ever since. And I sometimes I like somehow that just got me over all my whatevers. And sometimes I think if he had like just given you know gingerly given me a hug and then left, and then we saw like would it have been possible? 
for us to actually have gotten stuck in the friend zone. Sure. You think that exists? Oh. Because I believe that if two people are meant to be together, it just will happen. But oh, then I wonder well, if uh, – Yeah, see, I, I think you would have gotten stuck for a while there if you allowed it to rest there for a minute. But you would have gotten where you were. Right. See, I, th- see, I think that the potential tells you that there was the potential. Yeah. And that potential would have been fulfilled right. at some point. Okay. I suspect. Okay. Yeah, Not necessarily. Because people who fret over being stuck in the friend zone – People who worry to me, I, I my advice is usually like, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Yeah, but it's the friend zone is different depending on who sticks it there. When a woman sticks it there, what? Gary's laughing, and Whoa. so am I, because sticking it there. Oh, yeah, because uh, we're children. <laughs> oh, wow. When when a woman puts it, leaves it there, it it's it has potential to move out. When mm-hmm. a man puts it there, it's less likely to move out of friend oh, zone. Oh, interesting. Mm. Sage words. All right. I think we have time for a quick just mirror, everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Waiting Camry says, I have the urge to cross my legs when I notice other people crossing their legs, but I don't want to be seen mocking, so I'll wait. <laughs> Well, I don't have this problem. No, mirroring is a uh, is a sign of uh, of uh, sort of comra- camaraderie. Right. Yeah, it's like a good thing when you when you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so and but it doesn't happen instantly. Mm-hmm. It's usually about a three second latency. So you know, go oh, it's cross my leg, or you don't even notice it most of the time. Right. You just automatically do it. Do you facially mirror people's expressions in movies? Because I notice that I do sometimes. Oh, Gary, that's really weird. Call of security. This is going to be the the most unique just me or everyone ever. <laughs> I can already tell. No, I don't do that. Okay. But but mimicking is a common thing. I mean, babies do it when you stick your tongue. They'll, you know, that's yeah. Bit, I, yeah, I mean, it's but. not conscious. It's just if someone on the screen is like, you know, distraught and crying, somebody, like, I will. Frown. Somebody like, should oh. study that. That's a fascinating area of study. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and then I noticed that I'm doing it. I'm like, why is my face screwed up in this weird way? Okay. M. Mallinson says, watch it, watch the end of major sporting events involving my team on DVR delay to make sure my watching can't affect the outcome. But no, I, I don't watch major sporting events if I can avoid it. So no, I, I don't do that. But I suspect other fans do. That's just this guy. No. I you don't, do it? I know people who do that. I don't. Go to the end? Huh? No, he'll he'll watch it. He doesn't watch it no, in he, real time because yeah. he's worried that his watching it will affect the outcome. So he won't watch it live. It has to be on a tape delay after it's over so that his But he watching... watches the end first. No, he's just watch saying – Watch the end of a sporting event involving my team. No, he watches the end on DVR delay. Right? I see. Meaning like he'll oh. watch it live and then yeah. he'll – Okay. Yeah. I'm sure lots of people do shit like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. People are weird with sports. Yes. People are so... – well, that whole commercial series is on that. That's a good yeah, one. yeah. Boudoir Babe says, when talking to someone who has an accent, I will unconsciously start to mimic it, yep. then have to consciously talk like normal. That is common. Yeah. All your all – your, uh, it's strange. It's all about mimicking today. Huh? I know. That yeah. is weird. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Albert, Albertron? Albert, Alberton. I flip through magazines from back to front. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. I think that everyone sometimes does. Gary doesn't. I wonder if men do that more than men. I always do that. No. I do that because usually cause it's the how back it works. Page. It's just how it flips. Well, I flip through magazines before I do anything and rip out every single fucking perfume. ad and perfume yes. thing. Oh, that God. shit just annoys that. But it falls out when you're walking yeah. around the room. Um, well, sometimes I'll like I'll be reading a magazine and then I just have to see what's on the back page because usually they have something sort of light and entertaining on the back page and I'm bored and I don't want to read the whole thing. Women read magazines so differently than men. So differently. Well, how do you read them? We <laughs> well first I'm, I'm gonna speak for Gary. Not those kind of magazines. They look for the, no any magazine. They first they look for the hot chicks. Seriously, that's what guys do. Uh, yeah. Then cars and electronics. Uh huh. Right. And then articles of interest. Right. Yeah. There's probably something else in between there. The <laughs> articles of interest comes like the third time you read it. Uh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> young males. I just young males. I was young man. Through in the order of the pages. No. Oh Why? no, no. Why? Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. You I look just, for the I don't, stuff that's You're going to get stuff forced in there. Yeah. You don't, yeah, come on. You know why? Because I don't want to have to deal with the whole like go to page 124 and then you know the article jump thing. Actually, that made no sense because that happens even if you read it in order. Right. I don't yeah. know. All right. But you guys always – you look at stuff like, oh, that's me. 
I'm there. I'm at that spa. I'm at that. I'm at that dinner. I'm having that. Guys do not put themselves in the things they're reading about. Really? They're like, why are you reading about that? I mean, go do it. Yeah. But women are like, oh, I'm, I'm there. I'm yeah, in I went on that. a journey. I'm gonna take me away to that spa. We're like, oh, that'd be a nice place to go. Why don't they just tell me where it is? Hmm. The the the, yeah. the majesty and the pageantry of the words does not affect you in a magazine. <laughs> mm, it, we aren't transported by it. Right. No. All right. Celeb Feedback says, I only wash my hands when someone else is in a restroom so they don't think less of me. Even then, sometimes I fake it by running H2O. I've done this. See, here's the thing. Here's my thing. I love I, that. I, my skin, get my hand skin gets very yeah. sensitive and yep. the soap in bathrooms is usually um, overly drying. So, And I don't – like if there's times where I feel like I need to wash my hands, but for the most part – I really think whatever I'm touching is cleaner than the rest of everything in the bathroom. Here's the thing about going to bathrooms today. Yes, please. It's an opportunity to wash your hands, and hand washing is good. We should mm-hmm. be washing our hands more often. But going in the bathroom in 2013, you don't touch anything. Right. You touch nothing. So why do you wash your hands? You're not touching your You're genitalia. Not flushing. You're yeah. not flushing. You're not touching the the sink. And when you touch the door on the way out, you've either been that door has either been touched by people who have touched nothing, right. or have washed their hands. Wait, so just how are you not touching your genitalia in two thousand thirteen? Well, you may wash, it, you may touch a little bit, but your okay. genitalia are just your skin. <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, it's like what, what's the big deal? I mean, it's right. an opportunity to wash your hands. Grant you, yeah. it's a grant. So we tell our kids like, hey, wash your hands as much as you can because you get flu, blah, right. blah blah. But you don't touch anything when you walk in a bathroom. I mean, anymore. this is pretty much a number one versus number two situation. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> number two is a good idea to wash your hands. Yeah, generally. Dan but the most Dodge. Going for number one. If a pizza box is less than forty-eight hours old, I assume it's clean and use it as a makeshift cutting board. Yeah, I, I, I haven't done that because I feel like it would cave in. But I would assume it's clean, except when I think about it, it might not be. I'm just saying, pizza box still in your kitchen forty-eight hours later, you got a problem. Okay. Just saying. Tard basket. Creeped out by adults that order ranch dressing on their salads. Now, this makes me remember a conversation I had with my friends years ago. Uh, they, it was like, what's your favorite salad dressing? And I think I said ranch. Although, now it isn't anymore. But And then my friend's like, that figures. <laughs> and I said, what does that mean? She's like, well, it's a trendy dressing. I was like, excuse me, that's – Ranch what? is a trendy dressing? It was surprising to me. And I was like, I didn't know you felt this way about <laughs> me. But – And my um, dressing. Right, and my choice of dressing. Uh, so I'm just saying I've encountered people who have weird feelings about ranch, but I don't understand it. No, I don't either. So, yeah. It's not – It's an outdated dressing. It's not a trendy dressing. This is when I was 18. Yeah, see? Then it was, it was a heyday of ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Spools. Um, I finished – I finish singing the rest of the Facts of Life theme when the news intro stops. Oh, yeah. I think everyone does that. That's yeah. a reference to my news song on the Adam Carolla show. I think it was eight months in that I had to ask Mike Lynch what that song was from. Oh, Gary's wow. young. You're too young, man. Chris didn't know who Imelda Marcos is. Really? Who? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yes. Imelda Marcos. 100% serious. Wow. Marcos? No. The Shoes? Philippines? I know that Chris is from the Philippines. See, this is what we're up against. He definitely didn't know who Christy McNichol is, which is more understandable. That is understandable. Yeah. All right. Jason, I have... Justine Bateman? I know Bateman. You know Justin Bateman. Jason. Jason Bateman, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Justine Bateman? I don't think so. No. See. I have a just mirror at, at one time, she was much more famous than yeah. her Yeah. Mallory brother. from Family Ties. Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Careful. I'll go into 60s cartoons with you. <laughs> upset myself. Yeah. You know, there are times when Adam will talk about a show that he assumes that I know that's like just a little before my time and I don't want to tell him. So I'll just be like, ha family. Yeah, I know. Or whatever. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I have a Just Me or Everyone that is sort of – it's more like a love line call. Something I've never – I think I've told one person ever. It's, it's embarrassing, but I'm going to just but – I, but I need to use up my Dr. Drew time with this question. All right. Here we go. Okay. There is – then I got to urinate. I've got to go so badly. Oh, all right. There's Just trying to make you feel easier about this. Thank you. There's a spot on my butt <laughs> that if I press it, I will feel it in my right nipple. <laughs> it Fascinating. Fe- it feels, and Good it feels for like, you. <laughs> but I can't find it. It's just – it's more like – it's not like I know exactly Try what right this now. is. Try right now. Try. It's it's a bathroom thing. It's like a, oh, it's I'm way wiping. in. It's, it's way yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, um, and it it feels like an electric pulse. Yes, that that's a, a that's your autonomic nervous system, which goes upstream and downstream. It's like some men after they finish urinating will get a chill up their spine. There's, mm-hmm. there's various aspects of the autonomic system, which is probably what acupuncture is going oh. into. That that sort of hooks up but in ways that aren't making okay. a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, because it's know? weird because it's and, like and think about it's your exactly nipples, the same spot. Yeah, your nipples and your genitalia and your asshole sort of visceral function areas, you know. Gary loves this. It uh, still throws me when I hear you throw the word asshole into a, like a <laughs> medical diagnosis. Anus, rectum. I anus. understand. It's just weird. Uh, uh, and uh, just, you know, like how, how do women get, uh, you know, pain in their breast when they hear a baby cry? Or they right. get pain in their, their vis in their uterus when they hear a baby cry and stuff. All that's kind of hooked together in some kind of ways that aren't, aren't like an electronic circuitry. Mm-hmm. There's a back and forth and stuff. So that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I, I think once I mentioned it to one person. Now, I, mean, I don't like, I don't think it's a common thing. It's not no. like everybody has that spot. But I just wonder if ev- if everyone has if the ev- everyone has some sort of predictable like referred sensation like probably again, like I said it's it's very predictable. Yeah, and I think it's related to again the kind of tracks that acupuncture have discovered. I think it's something in that zone. Mm-hmm. Cuz the, the the auto I think the future of the brain is in the autonomic nervous system. My autonomic nervous system, we have like basically three, you know, two other brains in our system which are these these sympathetic plexuses, which are very complex processing systems of our visceral and autonomic function. And then the, the how our autonomic system is laid out is is very precise, and yet we have no idea why it's set up that way. Mm-hmm. That all has to get worked, mm-hmm. worked out. And I think when we understand that, we'll have a direct ca- connection into f- certain kinds of feelings and emotional states because they're embe- feelings and emotions are embedded in our body. Right. How, how redlining is your bladder right now? Moderate. Oh, okay. Then one more question. Okay. So this new segment that I want to do, which is called "Well, hooray for you!" Yeah. Like I'll, you know, I'll just be messing around on the internet, and I'll see that oh, so and so got this person as a guest on their show, or so and so's podcast is number one, or whatever. Or like, look at this New York Times article on this person who has a podcast, and I'll be like, Ugh, I'm happy for this person. I realized that like a rising tide lifts all boats, and um, blah 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 blah. You, you fucking hate them. That well, bitch, that it, bitch, especially if it's a woman. I feel no. Yes. Gary, when have I ever expressed any of this you to were the you? One that what asked- did I say when you told me about this segment? You said that you felt like I shouldn't do it? <laughs> yeah, because I thought it sounded mean. <laughs> what, uh, but, but you're nodding as if you know that I hate them. No, I'm not nodding true. because I, I got the same vibe out of you when you explained this to me as he just said. That, no, I, was I think he's him. picking up on a different vibe. He's picking up I'm on- I'm saying I'm giving you shit because yeah. it really isn't what you're feeling. But it may be oh, yeah, a, yeah. there may well, be that, a kernel of truth in there. Oh yeah, well the, that's why I'm using that retarded yeah. voice. The but. reality is the funny part is funny. Yeah, it is funny. But the reality is you have to find gratitude in that for that person. I'm trying to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, tr- to I'm trying really, to very much. You have much. to really feel good for them. I'm trying to, but instead it, it strums this chord of like, well, why not me? And that's funny. And here's my question though. Do you ha- do you feel those kind of kind of things? Um, I I I have half of it. I have the uh, I'm really I'm genuinely happy for the people that have. I really am. I'm, in fact, I'm kind of dismayed by a world we live in where people want to attack and are envious of people mm-hmm. that are having success. Even if it's a contemporary, even if it's like um, some other TV doctor gets some. No, if they do accolade. it like you know, if it's Oz or Gupta or something, they really I think are legitimate. Guys, I admire. Hats off to them. Um, but then you ask, why can't I? What's the matter with me? I, I think I get the what's the matter with me that I can't. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I get. I don't get the why not me. I get the what the hell am I doing wrong? What's the matter with me that I always have to uh, struggle right. with this, struggle with that? And I, and I always try to take responsibility for it. Like that's the only thing I can do. The rest of it's out of my hands. Yeah. So it's like what the hell? What, what the fuck? Why am I always struggling so much? Why is it? Three kids in college is so hard. Why can't that be a little easier? Mm-hmm. That's all. So I feel that's the what was me. Right. But and yeah. Then, and then is... I turn it You got to turn it over and go, Jesus, I'm so grateful for what I do have. I'm happy in my marriage. My kids are healthy. Everything's really good. Can you feel grateful? Mm-hmm. Are, are you asking me that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I sit there and I'm like, I need to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. 
That's not Why it. can't I? Um, you know what? Honestly, it's uh, it's like the fact that I'm in this um, state makes me go, oh, I'm about to get my period. Like it's a hormone. This is a predictable hormonal okay. emotion. Enjoy that it I- then. Oh, go, go nuts on it. Yeah. But it's not really you. It's not enjoy it. Well, yeah. Yes, but I would rather not have my sense of self uh, – so easily put asunder by like stupid bullshit and that stupid bullshit being other people getting things that I feel like, well, why didn't I get, you know what I mean? Like it's very, like my perception gets skewed pretty quickly and I just feel. Are you embarrassed by that? Yeah. You're actually, you're flushing a little bit, I think. I am. See. Do you flush? Yeah. Mm. And sometimes my nose turns red. I'm so real, sorry. Like, Rudolph kind you don't of have to be embarrassed. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Gary shamed I... you. Fuck you, Gary. Yeah, that was really harsh. <laughs> I do feel bad about that. I'm She's, sorry. But you, made, you made her flush. I, now now no, you can see my codependency coming I out. absolutely did not mean to say that I thought you hated these people. That was – if that's, being if an that's asshole. the way you guys took it, then I'm sorry. I, I may be being an asshole. <laughs> you but, judged me. You made me feel not safe to be myself. I'm just – see, here's I'm the thing. Sorry. Codependent Gary will now feel really bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sort of. Um, no, I am just kidding. Um no, the reason I feel bad is because these are petty emotions that I don't want to yeah, think are part of me. I get it. You know, I would like to be like I don't want to be someone who's not happy for someone else's success. I want to be someone who is I think, happy. I think be, you just there may be a general vibe in the world where everyone's getting that way. Try to step away from it. Step away from the flame. Yeah, we should be happy for. Many successful people as there can possibly be. I mean, I think a lot of it is is this industry, the competitiveness. Yeah, it breeds this sense of we only have you know four slots for fifteen thousand people or something, which is that. But that's not even the truth. Like I'm a, I'm well aware of that. Then you need to take care of yourself in some other way. Yeah, because that's the reality of this industry. Right. You need to make have a piece of your life that's meaningful over here. Something else. Hmm. I know. Well, Dr. Drew, thank you so much for doing my it's show. My pleasure. I feel this has exposed. Really Did you learn something about me? I've learned a ton about you. Think of me differently now? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have thought of you in a better way, but now I have a more full image of the perfection that is you. Oh, come on now. You feel exposed in a good way or a bad, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a bad way? I feel, um, I don't know. I feel honest, so it's doesn't, okay. you know, it doesn't really matter. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, and a reminder to you guys, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, like Dr. Drew's myriad books, how many of them are there? Well, the Cracked was a labor of love, and it's about it – was, it was really celebrity rehab before celebrity rehab. It was like what it feels like to take care of drug addicts. Uh, Mirror Effect is about narcissism, if you want to learn about that. Those are the two main ones. And I'm mm-hmm. writing another one now about intimacy and all the stuff we were kind of touching Ooh, on. Ooh. When's yeah. that come out? It's done. I bet you next fall. Okay. That's my bet. So you want to buy one of those books, um, then – I think you can pre-order it. It's called uh, Restoring Intimacy. Okay. Yeah. So pre-order that yeah. on Amazon. And uh, why not click through the banner on my website because it doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps out the show. That would be wonderful. Dr. Drew, on Twitter, you're at Dr. Drew, Yes. And drdrew.com. Check out that website, please. Yes. And you know, host of the Dr. Drew podcast and – I am loving podcasts. Yeah. At Dr. Drew Podcast on Twitter. That's right. And uh, co-host of the Adam and Drew Show, which is you know essentially Loveline in podcast form. And anything else that you want to direct people's attention to? HLN, 9 o'clock. Please support that show. It's actually becoming a good show. We're finally – we found our way, I think. Good. Well, thank you again. And uh, I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
it's time for the Allison Rosen Show.